Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. And this week on Urban Spelunking, we're going down to the Harbor District. We're talking about a, a building that used to be a malt silo, and it was uh, really busy. It was, in fact, this whole area of the city, the Harbor District, really was core to Milwaukee's industry for years and years and years and years. And most recently, this building, where the uh, where we're talking about today, used to be this grain silo. It's Nate Imick here with Bobby Tanzillo, and this site is going to be seeing some massive redevelopment in the coming year. Yeah, the Mandel Group has a big plan to do a development there. Um, but the first phase of that will be removing the silos, which are uh, built pretty pretty solid. So that's going to be a big effort to get that down. So these are like 12-story, huge concrete structures, and they are exactly what, what you say, silos. So there's thick walls, you know, tall, solidly constructed. These are big, big kind of landmark buildings on the waterfront. Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, people, when they look that way from the, looking out toward the lake, toward the home bridge, you see the swing, the old swing bridge in the middle of the river. And you see the, mm-hmm. the silos just to the right of that on the South bank. It really is a, you know, a testament to what that whole area had long been, which is a massive industrial part of Milwaukee. And that neighborhood right there around that silo. Um, if you look at some of the old fire insurance maps for the city, that intersection right there by South water street, and Florida around there was full of all these different malting companies, um, which of course Milwaukee was a huge malting city because it was a huge beer city. And just a dummy question here, but what is malting? Malting is when they take barley and they steep it in water um, to try and get it to start to germinate. Um, and when it starts to get tiny little rootlets, which means it's starting to germinate, they uh, put it in a kiln to stop the germination because what, what they want to do is they want to get the, um, they want to start it germinating and then stop it so that it releases these enzymes that are useful in fermentation and in making beer and also distilling like whiskey and things like that. You're like really informed about this malting process. <laughs> it's going to be my second. <laughs> I'm very impressed. That was like, <laughs> we should put some science music under that and have a kind of a Bill Nye moment. Here. Oh, you that should. Really Maybe a picture of me holding a beaker. <laughs> All right, so that's malt. Let's talk. Up, let's talk about the site here. So this was uh, these grain silos where the malt was stored. Yeah. And again, we're talking about the Harbor District here of of Milwaukee. So really, one of the oldest neighborhoods of the city. I mean, uh, Walker's Point, the Harbor District. That was right where all the action was happening when Milwaukee was leading the the nation in industry. Um, you know, the, the Port of Milwaukee's there. It was obviously great waterfront access mm-hmm. and so close to all the other heavy industry that was going on in the city at the time. So it makes sense that that's why this this was built in this particular location. That's absolutely why it's there because um, it had river access, but it also had um, train access because that whole neighborhood even today is still crisscrossed with train tracks. So um, that's, I mean, it's all sort of intertwined. The tracks are there because the industry was there, but the industry was there because the tracks were there. And also the and also the access to the river. The silos are the last, really sort of the last remnant of a big facility that was there along the river that also included a malt house and some other buildings that were torn down in the 90s. Um, and the part of the property where those buildings were is has for about 20, 25 years been home to a boat storage facility. Yeah, I go by there all the time because uh, this area is right next to the Radio Milwaukee Studios. So 
when I'm at least going to work as normal, <laughs> I would uh, frequently take this path over uh, like to Cermak and it's kind of a, I won't give away my secret freeway here, yeah, but it's kind of a way to kind of circumvent some of the the water street traffic on, or first street traffic if you divert over to South Water. Um, but it does, it does that area. I mean, it has that kind of like down by the docks feel, right? It I really mean, does. It's these, these kind of vacant and uh, no longer uh, in use buildings that are slowly being converted to other uses and for a long time um you know pretty recently there was really nothing going on at the harbor district so it's been an impressive effort of course with the school of freshwater education coming in and um you know some bigger organizations getting behind and and getting some skin in the game here to to reinvest in this neighborhood but it really wasn't the case um even i don't know five years ago yeah right i mean and look now between i mean just the fact that you that the 88.9 Studios is a block away. And just think of all the development that exists even between the studio and those silos. You have the theater company there. You have office buildings that have been renovated. Um, there's residential, old buildings that have been converted to residential. There's the um, there's Merriman Social and those you know businesses right there. So really this is, this is right on the edge of a neighborhood that's really been happening lately. All right, we're gonna take a quick break here and we're gonna be back with more about the grain silos on Urban Spelunking. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out your donor benefits and the thank you gifts to show off your 88.9 pride. And we're back down at the Harbor Yards for more urban spelunking from the grain silos. Well, you had a chance to go inside of these, these huge grain silos. And obviously there used to be these big elevators that would go up and down and uh, still tons of, of remnants of the function of this building remain inside, even though it's been closed since the 1990s. Tell me about going through these buildings. What was it like going through an abandoned grain silo? It's pretty crazy. I've been in some others before, but this one still had like, like I was at the one at Pabst late last year. Um, but that pretty much was cleaned out. Like this still had all its equipment and stuff in it, which was interesting. They still had the, um, I hesitate to call it an elevator because it's, it's sort of a people lift. It's basically like a belt that goes um, it's sort of like a conveyor belt that you stand on and it goes vertical instead of like, you know, a conveyor belt you'd think of as being horizontal, but this is vertical and you just kind of stand and hold on to it. And this thing is like open. It's, you know what I mean? You could, you could fall That's scary. 12 stories down. <laughs> it's terrifying. But then there's also like interesting, um, a similar version that has like these rows of cups in it that were used to move the grain up and down, which was interesting. And then there's all sort of interesting um, machinery. I, I wish I'd brought a malting expert with me from Malt Europe, you know, up by the stadium because uh, they ah yes, they might know what Malt all Europe. The, uh, they might know what all the equipment was meant to do, you know. Um, but it's interesting too because it's actually from the outside it looks like one big silo, but it's actually um, multiple silos that are kind of connected. So when you go in one, you can go up to say like the te- the tenth floor or something, and then you can go out a door go on what's like sort of a fire escape connection to the one next to it and you can't really see from the outside that they're connect interconnected that way um and then on the rooftop there's like three stories of spaces that were used for offices and um the elevator penthouses up there um and there were some other rooms up there for various things and the view from up there is incredible because you can see 
the skyline. You can see the home bridge in the lake. You can see out to Holy Hill. Uh, really amazing. You painted a, a really clear picture of your trip there when you were going all the way up to the top. And and if you're on the roof, really, there's there's no barrier no. around the sides. It's a straight drop down right from from the uh, the top of the building. So I can there. imagine not wanting to get. Yeah, I wouldn't want to get too close to the edge. No, but you know what's funny is that there's graffiti on the side that they think could only have been painted by people leaning over the edge, like basically, presumably laying flat um, on their bellies <laughs> and and painting over the side with spray paint like graffiti. Wow. Um, which I can't even imagine doing that. I would I would not go anywhere near the side of that with how windy it is up there and how high up. Um, but crazy, but really crazy. But interesting to go in there and see all this stuff where all these people would have worked for so many years because the silos on that site date back um, to the early part of the 20th century, even though these were built in the early 1930s to replace the original ones, which were made out of wood. Um, yeah, I think I think that's really interesting that there was this whole generation of Milwaukee industry on this site before even the, ni- the 1930s when this building was built. So yeah. you look at this thing that's there today and you feel like, wow, that's got to be from the very beginning of Milwaukee. But really, oh, yeah, no. uh, there was a whole other story that, that sat there on that on that site beforehand. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's going to be sad to see it go because it, it really represents a part of the history of the city that, um, I mean, it still exists. We do have some maltsters here, but not many, not like we did back then. Um, and again, it's like, you know, it's a, it's a reminder in that part of downtown, you know, near downtown where you can see these remnants of this industrial history. It's so much a part of the landscape. Yeah, they're empty for now, but they will be deconstructed eventually. And Bobby, as we heard, got the chance to go inside and get a last look at these grain silos. But let's zoom out and talk about the, the big picture plan here for the Harbor District. You know, we talked a lot in the first half about really this, this section of Milwaukee is one of Milwaukee's oldest neighborhoods. Uh, for years, it was neglected. I mean, uh, and and really um, pretty pretty empty. You wouldn't really have a lot of reason to go down there, uh, except for a couple different businesses. Uh, but now it's it's seeing this this rebirth and um, investment from uh, the the for profit and nonprofit sectors. And I guess uh, let's talk about the Mendel plan on this swath of land. Yeah. So this is sort of the northernmost part of the Harbor District, um, which is has a bunch of developments going on. And one at the sort of far south end is currently under construction, that one across from the Lincoln Warehouse. Um, but this one is going to be mm, yeah. $150 million development that's going to be, um, I think, four. The plan is four big buildings. Uh, there'll be a hotel. There'll be office space. There'll be public green space. And there'll be apartments um, along this whole stretch. And... Um, it's a hundred. Did I say it's a hundred and fifty million dollar mixed use? Project? Yeah, hundred fifty million dollars is yeah, size. That's a lot of dollars. <laughs> it's going to be transformational. I mean, if you look at the the renderings in your story, Bobby, uh, four brand new new construction buildings, um, you know, right on the waterfront. So it's it's a pretty high profile. A lot of people are going to see this, and it is uh, dramatic how different the waterfront's going to look there. Yeah, and there'll be a river walk along that whole stretch too, which at the moment that there is not river walk there. Four and a quarter acre project, so it's pretty big. You know, it's it's a narrow strip of land, but it runs a pretty long way along the river. So it really is going to change the whole face of that uh, that side of the river. So we're talking about uh, you know apartment building, offices, a hotel. So you know that hundred fifty million dollars is going to be spread over four buildings in, in new construction. 
And this is by the Mendel Group, so certainly a, a Milwaukee name that has taken on projects you know similar to this in scale. They've got a lot of uh, experience doing this kind of thing. Um, they told me that the first step will be taking down the silos, which should happen sometime this year. Um, that's gonna be it's gonna be a multi million dollar job just to do that. So it's an, it's an I'd imagine because these are such big, hefty structures, right? Yeah, and they also and part of the thing is there's so many concrete pilings at the base that form the foundation of those silos that they want to reuse them. So they're yeah. going to take down the silos while leaving the foundational pilings so that they can build some, at least one of their new buildings on top of them. So what's the timeline and, and when, when is this whole project going to be completed by? I'm, I'm sure, um, you know, some of your research happened before the whole coronavirus pandemic. Do you know to what extent the pandemic has affected this plan? Um, I checked in with them and it didn't seem like it, uh, it seemed, didn't seem like it has affected the plan. They said basically everything was still a go. They're still, uh, they're going to start getting bids on taking down the silo, which they hope to have happen this year. And then I think they would start construction next year. And then I think it was a two year construction window after that. So it's still a few years off. Yeah. We're looking at 2023 or so. Yeah. That sounds about right. Well, when it's all done, it'll certainly uh, change the face of the the Harbor District. And, you know, as we mentioned in the first half, there's a significant investment in this area. We look at the School of Freshwater Sciences from um, uh, almost a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Of course, the, the Harbor District nonprofit itself trying to connect organizations and people together in that area. In fact, that that organization is relatively new as well. So there's just it seems like there's more eyeballs, more attention, and, and more just more of an identity around the Harbor District of Milwaukee as a, as a place where people go and and live and hang out. Absolutely, I think that in the past there was it w- was kind of the place you thought of as a place to not ever go, <laughs> and like now they're trying to change that perception of it as a no go place, and it's been helpful because you know a lot of other stuff has been sort of encroach, starting to encroach from different directions, you know, like some of the North, the National Avenue, Second Street, First Street stuff has been sort of sneaking in there um, with different businesses, you know, you have Boone and Crockett and stuff in there now and coming from that direction and, you know, all the stuff that's been going on where the 88.9 studios are and there's a Colectivo and a Stone Creek and all that stuff. It's really kind of getting to the point where that seemed almost like a natural next place to go. Well, you can see more. You can see renderings of the plans there. And of course, more pictures from your last look at these grain silos in Milwaukee's Harbor District. You can find all that stuff right here at RadioMilwaukee.org. Podcast on 88.9 produced by Kenny Perez. Don't think he can get the chainsaw sounds out of the podcast. <laughs> Let's hope. Recording from home and my neighbor. Neighbor's cut down a tree and I guess this is the moment to do that. So, uh, <laughs> hey, life goes on. Life is real podcast produced by kenny perez handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the license lab with support from on milwaukee and your membership you can subscribe to this podcast at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcasts on spreaker stitcher itunes anywhere that you find your podcast we are there as well and of course while you're there we ask that you would rate or review our podcast it helps us to get even more folks to see the work that we're doing here on milwaukee's bobby tanzilla good to talk to you talk to you talk soon talk to you soon nate